Go, Chris. Goodbye, my friend, it's hard to die When all the birds are singing in the sky Good evening, ladies and gentlemen of the internet. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast, Love the Graps. My name's Chris, I'm here with Alan. I don't know, you take a week off and you forget our target audience. <laughs> I don't know what I wanted to say. I, I think I was going to say... Good evening, ladies and gentlemen of the podcast, which doesn't of make any sense. Ladies and gentlemen of the podcast, that's yeah. that's what you all are now, yeah. everybody listening out there. Um, so I'm here with doesn't... Alan, he's already talking. Yeah. Um, and this is the podcast where we talk about wrestling, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, we, we do that thing that nobody else does. Um, and we've even added a bit now. Uh, where we'll just talk generally about our life for a bit before talking about wrestling because no one does that. No, 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 no podcast done by two white men. No, no. Uh, in their thirties and forties uh, <laughs> includes that kind of preamble. No other podcast gives you a solid fifteen minutes that you can skip at the beginning. Yeah, um, we we should we should like timestamp it. Yeah, well, no, because I want to trick people into having to listen to me grumble about my life. Right. Um, okay. And as soon as I give them an out, as soon as I give them an opportunity to just skip past it, they're going to do that, aren't they? Yeah, they're going to skip straight to the LTGs and the NMGs. Yeah, that's the content. Which, um, somebody on the forum didn't know what they meant. No. I mean, the forum <laughs> is like its own entity now. There's yeah. way more people on that forum that... that I mean, I, I'm going to, you know, it, it, more people are on that forum than listen to this every week. Um, I mean, I think we're, we're down to maybe Jan Buxton, Martin Bentley, uh, Meg Hewitt, um, and, and Jack rest- Starkweather, and wrestlers who to himself again. Wrestlers who were on the shows that we talk about. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. they they can't not want to know what we say about them. No, well, I mean, some some of them go so far as to book their own shows based on the activity of the Facebook group. Um, <laughs> Uh, you know, but they just persist with those inflatables, regardless of what people say. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's podcast. Um, <laughs> I've just got to address something up front, Alan. Okay. I've just, you know, I need to say it. I need to say it. Jake Chris is not welcome on this podcast ever again. <laughs> is that because he was too good? Because I don't remember a similar clamour for Joe Atherton. <laughs> when he replaced me for two episodes no that's true um yeah uh, people seem to like him yeah maybe maybe i even liked him but as soon as people started saying we want him rather than chris um i can't i can't accept it do you know what i think the main difference between you is mm. that he doesn't hate everything do you think do you think that... <laughs> I mean, I mean, well, I mean, I will say he, he hates his fair share of stuff. Yeah. Um, and you know, when you've done 135 episodes of this podcast, mm. um, you know, if if he'd done 135, maybe he would be just like you. If he'd seen as much wrestling as I have over the past five years, he would be feeling the same way. He's just he's basically back at it now. He's, he is. he's only really started dipping his toe in. 
Yeah, he's he's ankle deep, whereas I'm bloody nose deep right now. I'm he's, just... he's just been watching Shayna Baszler and now a bit of Britress. Yeah, <laughs> um, he did a good job. I'll give him that for a you know for a rookie, but <laughs> you know he ain't gonna topple the king anytime soon. And I, you know, I previously I think. Uh, you know, you can argue with this all you like, Alan. I was everybody's favourite member of this podcast duo. All oh, right, but now I've slipped to the third, maybe even fourth. If you do bring Joe Atherton into it, I don't know what's <laughs> happened. Why have you slipped below me? I don't know. Surely you would have just slipped below Jake Chris. No, but they were no, but nobody was saying, "Oh, let's replace Alan with with Jake Chris." Were they? Nobody was clamouring for the possibility of a Jake Chris Chris East combination. Were they? They seem... oh, I'm just I'm a staple, mate. Yeah, yeah, you are like um, just like a concrete pillar, just yes. stuck there in the middle, immovable. Yeah, um, yeah, low center of gravity. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I can't promise there won't be more Jake Chris going forward because we are going to a few shows. Yeah. So the the next wrestling resurgence show in Nottingham, um, because he, he won't have to rush off to get a train afterwards. We can do a bit of a chat there. Um, there's another good show coming up in uh, March. And then he bought uh, me uh, a ticket to dog wrestling um, for my birthday. So oh, me know? and him are going to be going to the dog wrestling. Oh, very so, good. Um, yeah. Look, uh, you know, we need, we've spoken about this off the air. There's things that we want to do to try and ensure the continued life of this podcast. However, if <laughs> I, I start to see those listening figures air on the side of Jake Christ's shows and not my shows. I'll be cancelling this whole thing. <laughs> you know, when I was younger, like I used to get the, the comics uh, every week from the newsagent. You'd, you'd reserve your comic from mm-hmm. the newsagent and then your, your dad would pick it up on a Saturday morning. And they used to have a, a little thing that you could cut out and post off to the, the people who made the comic saying what your favourite stories were. Right. Um, and they would use that to decide which stories would carry on in the comic. So maybe every once in a while we should do, you know, a who's your favourite member <laughs> of, of the Love the Graps. I don't think and... I, I don't think either of us want that, Alan. <laughs> Are you saying going forward it will just be Joe Atherton and Jake Chris? I think somehow Jan Buxton will get voted above us. Right. Frankly. Yeah. I think... For his uh, for his wisdom. I think if we were to put all all four hundred members of that Facebook group, or however many there are, um, on a sliding scale, I think me and you might end up in the bottom quarter. <laughs> <laughs> there are loads of inactive people on there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we might but end anyway, up at the bottom. Yeah, I, I enjoyed doing the podcast last week with uh, Jake, Chris, and thank you, Chris, for putting out as a regular episode. It was just meant as a bootleg, but um, it's now in the annals. Well, he did an intro. It's fine. I yeah. mean, I felt like I was being made fun of, frankly. But um... <laughs> he was like, "Are you sure he won't mind me doing this?" I like, no, no, no. He, he asked me at the show. He came up to me. He was like, <laughs> "We're going to do a podcast later. Um, I might steal your intro." And I'm like, "That's, that's fine." Uh, well, I, what I actually was like, I didn't really get what he was saying. I was like, "Right." Oh no! I'll record an intro. If you just do the thing, I'll just record a little intro, which is what I've done previously on like when we've had Joe's stuff on. Yeah. Um, but um, it made sense to just 
just um, just let it be. Just let it be. Mate, it if, if Seasons in the Sun wasn't such a terrible song, mm. I'd, have, I'd have sung a version of that as well. Yeah, I mean, you know, everybody does hate that opening music. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's good because once it's finished, yeah. they're, they're so happy that the, the song has gone <laughs> that anything we produce becomes instantly better. Yeah. So well done you for persevering with that terrible song. Look, I I, I basically don't care about our listeners now. And maybe <laughs> that's the problem. Um Okay, did you want to talk a bit about good from last week? Yeah. Yeah. So we did the podcast uh about good last week, so you can go back and listen to that if you want to. Um but as is tradition, apart from one show where we we just didn't do it. Um, we usually have a little little chat, a little what we call a hangover show, where mm-hmm. I talk to you about good. I won't go into it in the kind of detail that I usually do because me and Jake Chris went over that last week. Yeah. Um, but how do you feel about last week's good show? Um, I was satisfied, creatively satisfied. Creatively satisfied. Um, no, I was really happy actually. Um, yeah, I one. I mean. You know what I'm like. I'm I'm buzzing around like a, a blue arsed yeah. fly. Um, but the stuff that I got to see, I think, went over great. Um, I was backstage for much of like the Crowley Mike Bird match. Yeah. Um, and often people come to me after the match and ask, "Was that what you wanted?" That's often the question. Um, or you know what what was that good for you and I was like well I didn't see it but I could hear the crowd and they were yeah. right there with you the whole way through so um so that was that was pleasing yeah um I thought we had a, a great main event I thought the always um, always a challenge um scrambo in this in this yeah. in this iteration the greatest scrambo twice the size um came off well um yeah really satisfied with the whole thing yeah i always know when you're you're kind of happy with a show um and the way it's going is that you you pop up in the the technical booth behind where i stand mm. um for the for the remainder of the show so i know that the earlier you appear in that the the better the show's going because you don't feel like you've got to be um hovering over everybody backstage yeah well quite often it gets to the second half and i'm like i'm I'm confident that everybody knows what they need to do and where they need to be yeah um so i can i can take my foot off the pedal a little bit and go and and watch i did specifically make sure that i was in the booth for the the greatest scrambo because we had the um we had entrances and stuff that needed a little bit of direction Mm -hmm. um but uh but yeah, I did. I got to watch a fair amount of it, and you can too now because it's available on VOD. Yeah, unfortunately, um, Tim Lee has gifted the the best bit. <laughs> um, and I, I've got to say, I I didn't see the incident um, where Graham the ref died uh, on your show. Right. Um, I was I was reeling from the clash of heads that preceded it. Yeah. Um, and I, I haven't listened to the full VOD, but I don't know if, if the sound of that clash of heads is is evident on the VOD. But mm. it was it was like two coconuts God. knocking together. Um, and so I was reeling from that. And then I, I missed uh, Tim Lee's murder of Graham the Ref. Um, but it was described to me. And I've got to say, the VOD doesn't make it look as bad as it was described to me. 
No, no. Well, I mean, you know, I still think it looks pretty bad. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's uh, that was a that was a moment. Um, uh, Graham, the ref's body was burnt in the car park afterwards. Of course, uh, <laughs> I won't stop him coming back. No, no, it won't stop him posting commenting on Facebook about it as well. Um, but uh, yeah, I, you know, even even that seemed to come off well, so I'm happy with that. Yeah. <laughs> so you had a couple of people pulling out of the show, um, yeah. various issues, but no real problems there. Uh, perfect replacement for um, Santos when he pulled out. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was nice to also, as, as Alex Cupid alluded to, it's his first singles match. Um, right. So it was nice to give him somebody like Damien Dunn to to uh, to do that with. Yeah. Um, and uh, and yeah, and also Spike Trevay, um pulled out for personal reasons, um, and uh, and uh, was replaced with somebody. I mean, I'm not going to tell you which one. No, because uh, <laughs> there were some surprises. Yeah. Um, in in that scramble, yeah. um, we'll talk about Spike Trevay later. Um, he will he will feature quite prominently um, when I talk about the show that I went to last right. night. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that scrambo, um, the the debuts, uh, the debuts at good are always uh, a, a highlight for me. Mm-hmm. It's seeing new people in a, an atmosphere that I really really like. Um, Big Guns Joe, yeah, standard, like loved it, and then Matthew Brooks just killing it. Yeah. Yeah, Matthew Brooks, I think, was was a, was a big hit. Um, I was told that he sold quite a few T-shirts. Um, Excellent. Which is good. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think that, you know, I think... So I had to... Obviously, we've seen Matthew Brooks before. Yeah. Um, Adam wasn't super familiar with his act. Um, but I basically had to... Pulling back the curtain... Um, had to lay out a lot of the entrances on the the scrambo to make that make sense or make it right to give it impact because Adam had yeah. Adam coming out in the first six people and oh, I was no. like no 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 it has to be in the match um, he also had Graham coming out last um, which I was like furious with the suggestion I was like, <laughs> Well, people are going to not know who's going to come out last. And if Graham comes out last, there's going to be some people who are like, why? You know, you need to at least have somebody that people want to see. Yeah. Um, I I myself, uh, like, if if I've got my, my amateur book ahead on, mm-hmm. I, I did think maybe Beano should have been last. Yeah, maybe. Um, but that that's not to say that Minnie McKenzie coming out last didn't work as well. So, you know. Yeah. It's it's just just a bit of nitpicking, like as people on the internet do. No, I think that's a fair point. I think we wanted Bino to have a decent amount of time in the mm-hmm. in the match, though. So yeah, yeah there you but go. But yeah, that was pretty cool. Um, and nice to see uh, Joe Nelson and the Young Guns standing uh, by the merch table watching the action as well. Always know what kind of caliber show you're getting when that caliber of people are just standing watching the show. Yeah. Um, happened last night at resurgence as well um joe nelson wrestled uh and the young guns and big guns joe were, were just there in attendance yeah um always quite nice important for young lads like that learn you know attend these shows make the contacts learn a bit 
yeah. sample the atmosphere. It's always good to see some faces and see that they are there to, to, to watch. I mean, we do, we're do we doing sort of regular pre-show seminars now, and mm-hmm. um, we often have um, the guys and gals who attend those seminars stick around and watch the show as well. Yeah. Um, so you had a Chris Brooks seminar, didn't you? Was that was that about t-shirt printing? No, but he did. You know, he answered he answered some questions at the end, and some people did ask about, um, you know, how he manages his his personal brand, um, right. which you know, honestly, is a big part of Chris Brooks's success. Whether well, you know, it's it's not just Chris Brooks. Like I mean, you said like Matthew Brooks sold t-shirts. That's how you're gonna a make your bit of money on top of your basic and b get your name out there because if promoters see uh fans in t-shirts of a certain wrestler who they haven't booked they're gonna think oh you know Mm. they're quite popular and i think that was certainly um a factor in cck getting booked in progress in that everyone was wearing cck merch um and you couldn't ignore them yeah, I think it. I think yeah. it all kind of goes hand in hand. But like, they definitely, he cultivated an image and the brand mm-hmm. that um, that served him well, and is still serving him well. He's still selling loads of t-shirts. Yeah. Um, so you know he's you know he's got his own little specifically t-shirt brand, which isn't even really wrestling themed anymore. Yeah. Um So good for him. Yeah. Yeah, it's affording him the opportunity to go and live out his dream in Japan. I'll be interested to know what he's doing about um, selling those T-shirts and stuff while he's out there. Because surely somebody's going to ship them out over here. I imagine it might be Mark Davis sat on his own. Yeah, he's not doing anything, is he? Um, stuffing envelopes. Yeah, well, um, I mean, he's also he's taken on a new Lycos now. Yes, he has, yeah. Yeah. Um which was an idea I had years ago when, when the Lycos first got injured, yeah. that Shea Persler should have put the suit on for a bit. Yeah. Um, and you should just have a succession of, well, of Lycoses. I can't be sure, but I imagine at some point on this podcast it was suggested that Joe Nelson could be Lycos. Wow. I'm yeah. sure that's a conversation that we've had in the past. Take credit for um, it, mate. Yeah, no, I, ta- I do. I do take credit for much of what Chris Brooks gets up to. <laughs> um, I'm still waiting for the sick fucking tag moves royalties, but I know, never you, mind. You started it. You kicked it off, mate. Yeah, yeah. In fact, you know, nobody liked them at all before that. No, no. No one knew what they were doing no. until you asked, what, what are, are you, you doing? doing? Yeah. And then they, they explained it. And from there, it was clear. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it, you know, and I drove you to that show, yeah. so I'm going to take so a bit of credit you, as well. Yeah, you'd at least get five percent, I think. Yeah, five yeah. percent of my five percent. Right. Okay. That's um, like one percent. No, that's no, not even that, is it? No, no, no. It's like a quarter of a percent. Oh man, um, I'm not going to get rich off that. No, you're although not. I may do. You never know. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. Who knows how much how much bank that's bringing in? Yeah, um, so next next good show is the No Ring show yeah one week today yeah um, um sold was... out hot ticket yeah it's a hot ticket apparently yeah um yeah yeah we definitely know what we're doing okay uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely all sorted and ready to go right yep yeah. um take that tone how, how you wish 
Um, yeah, I, I spoke to a couple of wrestlers last night and um, asked if I'd, I'd see them uh, next week. And uh, one of them said that they were in Cardiff for progress. Imagine that. Imagine choosing progress over wrestling above a pub yeah. in Camden there, without a rink. There are a few people that are um, that are in Cardiff for progress. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to say it's contentious, but it is what <laughs> it is. Um, uh, yeah, I think you know we got. I think we got a, a nice lineup. It's. It, it's going to be a good show. Yeah. Um, it's going to be a good show, but it's going to be a good show. Capital um, G-O-O-D. Yeah. Um, I think expect it to be silly, generally. Well, I mean, <laughs> like, anyone who's going there expecting legitimate sporting contests. Well, you worry, is... don't you? Because, like, you know, there's no ring, okay? So it yeah. could be... It could be some of the old grapple fucking, couldn't it? Could well, I be mean, doing that. That, that, I, that. I wouldn't mind a little bit yeah, of that. Could you be know, thrown in backyard style, right? Okay. Um, or it could be, um, whatever, uh, like Gato Mover doing right now. Yeah, or um, it could be like apartment wrestling. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's not. Yeah. That's not. That's not. Um, Let's not put that out there, all right? I don't want that. <laughs> That's a clientele that I'm not trying to court. Um, Mate, if it's good enough for DDT, then, you know. I guess, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, oh, no, sorry. It... I've, I think I got my wires crossed. I thought you meant sexy apartment wrestling. <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> Do you know, something that um, my friend Alex said to me last night at, um, at Resurgence uh, that we were talking about the no ring show and like he can't make it, but he was saying how happy he is that when we first got into to Britress, Britress was trying to be Ring of Honor, yeah, and now Britress is trying to be DDT, um, and he he said he's never more happy than than that being <laughs> the case, and yeah. yeah, yeah. Can you imagine in 2020 trying to be Ring of Honor? I know. Oh I know. God. Although Ring of Honor are threatening to be Ring of Honor of old, aren't they? Are they? Well, because T- there's some, there's some Im- talk. Impact Wrestling are doing the TNA reunion show. Yeah. WrestleMania weekend. Are ROH going to do that? Well, apparently um, now Marty Skrull's got the book. Uh, he's he's looking to to do a show which is New Ring of Honor versus Old Ring of Honor, and apparently there's some talk of bringing back the pure title, which some people really love, but um, it's terrible. <laughs> I mean, it's a terrible belt for a start. Yeah. When, if, whenever somebody posts a photo of it and goes, "Oh, I love the pure wrestling belt," I'm like, "Nah, that looks like a, that looks like a template. That, that looks." <laughs> and like, it probably was. Yeah, I could go down to Timpsons, Stimpsons, Timpsons, Timpsons, and get that done. I could get that made up. Yeah, you should do. Um. Yeah, okay, that's weird. Marty's girl doesn't have the book though, does he? Like, the... yeah, apparently. No, so when it was originally reported, it was like he's going to be head booker now, but Delirious is still in charge. Right. Yeah, he's just he he. I think is somehow he has impact input, not impact. All oh, right. Um. Yeah, well, I think luck. it was good kinda... luck to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, sure. I mean, as long as I don't have to see him on shows. No, anymore. you got you. I think you got completely sick of him, didn't you? Yeah, it was just the same thing all the time. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. You know. um, anyway, we're not here to talk about Mighty Skull. No, no. Um, but yeah, like, yeah, I think No Ring will be fun. Who knows 
what we will do after that. I mean, we've got another show in March, but no ring wise. Um, I know uh, there's something I will address. Like I know that um, there have been some comments on, and it's not loads of people, but it's always a couple of people about accessibility of the venue. Yeah. Um, now it is upstairs. Um, <clears throat> frankly, we're run we're running this because uh, the opportunity arose. Um, you know, we we weren't like actively sort of seeking out the perfect venue for it. No. Um, but this came up, and we were like, "Yeah, okay, let's go for it." Um, will we run another one there again? Possibly. Um, there, there have been conversations about it. Um, will we run them in other places, different venues? Hopefully. Um, but I, accessibility is a tough one because I do want everybody to be able to see our shows, but then I also do want to be able to do shows. Um, and like, Is it better to have a show exist and not everybody be able to see it or not have a show exist at all? I don't know. That's a a difficult thing that I'm trying to reconcile. Well, I think kind of in in law and kind of morally, as long as you have tried your your utmost to make it as accessible as possible, Mm. sometimes things just aren't accessible. and, And that really is unfortunate. Um, and I would hope that if somebody came to you and said, well, you, you know, your venue is, is not accessible. I've found you one that is that you would, you would hear them out. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's not like you, you, you're deliberately running a venue that is inaccessible. Mm. Um, but a, a lot of organizations are having this problem. And I think as yeah. You, as long as you can try and make it as accessible as possible um, within your means and within what you want to do and where you want to do it, um, then it's not ideal. But I don't think you should particularly beat yourself up too much no. or receive too many pelters for it. Um, I mean, there there are plenty of of people out there who are doing nothing to to make their shows accessible. Um, and those are the people that kind of deserve the the fire. Um, and yeah, it's sometimes things just can't be for everyone. Yeah, and I mean, that is really really sad. I mean, we don't rave about it, but like the Crawford Arms is one hundred percent accessible in terms yep. of um, they have got wheelchair access to both the front bar and the the venue room. Um, yeah, and we're really close to the train station, which I believe yeah. you, you can um, get from with fairly, uh, it, with reasonable amount of ease. Um, yeah. So, you know, it is what it is. Um, we will be thinking about what we're going to do in the future. Somebody else is running an O-Ring show later in the year. I'll be interested to see where they're doing that what that's yeah. going to look like but hopefully we'll have run a few more before that comes round so yeah it's you know and obviously all this has got to to have the caveat on it that that you and I are talking about it from you know an a, an able-bodied 
perspective mm. um and that uh, you know we we can't fully understand how frustrating oh, it no, must absolutely be. yeah yeah um but you know we we like to think that we're allies um and that we we try and help where we can yeah um it's just sometimes it, it, it's not possible I mean, I say I try and help. It's nothing to do with me. No, you know. No, keep despite the fact that keep your greasy well, meats mitts off it. When I was at um, when I was at Eve, I didn't mention this on the the podcast that we did after that. Um, people were just talking to me about no ring as if it was something I was doing. Yeah. Again, people presuming that I am part of the the good wrestling promotion team, yeah. which I'll gladly take when things are going well. Um, <laughs> but if there's anything you don't like uh, about good wrestling, um, then director of the east nothing to do with me yeah nothing to do with me yeah so i went to a show last night okay well do you want to talk about that now do you well shall we yeah 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 i don't know yeah talking about you yeah no that's fine yeah we've blown (laughs) enough smoke up your ass yeah i like it that's where i like my smoke is it (laughs) yeah is that a thing having smoke blown up your ass i don't know i don't know like it's a weird phrase isn't it yeah it's gross yeah it's like I'd like to know where. I, I don't know if I would like to know where that came from. Yeah, that's disgusting. There's probably a whole subsection of. Is X hamster still a thing? Um. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I don't know. I'm not familiar us, with that sort of thing. Let us know your free porn video site of choice. Oh God! Don't. Um, no. Don't. <laughs> no. Don't. Keep that um, to yourself. You disgusting animals. So, yeah, I went to uh, a show last night. I went to Wrestling Resurgence, or Surge, as I've taken to calling them. Oh, I don't like um, that. Well, you see, because I've, I've now disobey wrestling. I'm just known as dog wrestling, which is a, it's a, like, it's a, a cursed uh, thing, that. Because every time that I say I'm going to dog wrestling, I get excited and think I'm going to dog wrestling. Yeah. Um, um, but I'm not. There was a dog at Resurgence last night. And that did make me wistful that I was never going to see him wrestle. Was it Jade's uh, dog? No, it wasn't. No, it oh, belonged right, to the, okay. the Mecca Shote guys, I oh, believe. Oh, right, yeah. But it was a very friendly dog. Um, he was licking faces all over. Oh, good, good. I mean, yeah, disgusting. Is, but... Well, no, you know. And, uh, and you know, when uh, when it was pointed out to me that it was there, I did say the most redundant thing ever, and that's, I love a dog. <laughs> you know. Yeah, nice one, Alan. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so uh, I've started calling a Western Resurgence Surge. Yeah. Um, and it will catch on. I'm sure it will. Um, as uh, all the other things that I invented um, just went viral. So, you know, Surge will be the next thing. Um, so it's the first show of my season ticket and their first show in Leicester of 2020. Yeah. Good, good. Yeah. Um, Art House Wrestling Volume 5, I believe. Yeah, because... Some of their shows are art house wrestling. Some of their shows aren't. Yeah. Um, it's it's a bit weird. But, yeah. I mean, what does it mean in any way? Do you know I mean, mean, who like, nobody... Like, me and Adam were talking about, like, he wanted to name some of the shows this year, and he gave me a list of them. I was like, no, I'm not using any of those. <laughs> um, and then I was like, do you know what, though? It actually doesn't matter, because... No, no, people are just going to good wrestling or going to resurgence. They're not like, oh, I'm going to go to that particular show, unless yeah. you're naming it after. Like their their next one is a rumble, so they're yeah. doing the rumble, and like Riptide have done that as well. Um, at least people get what that is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, wrestling show names 
I mean, I think progress have completely undermined the whole endeavour. Um, well, I think ICW did that way before. Progress yeah, maybe. Did. Maybe some of right. their some of their names were just incomprehensible to anyone outside of Mark Dallas's flat. Yeah. Um, but there you go. It's just a name, isn't it? Yeah. Although I quite like the idea of art house wrestling, but I'm not sure I've ever seen much at Surge that it could be truly art house wrestling. No, I guess they 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 did the like the hardcore matches where they the used art, art materials. Art yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, you know, I watched a Czech New Wave film on Friday mm-hmm. uh, called Valerie and Her Week of Wonders. Yeah, I um, feel like I've seen that. Yeah, um, I'd quite like to see the wrestling equivalent of that. Right, yeah. Um, that would be Art House Wrestling. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so I went to Art House Wrestling Volume 5. Okay. Um, good show, as yep. usual. Yeah. You know, I'd be, like, I didn't buy a season ticket for nothing. Um, I've been going to, to Resurgence the past few shows they've had at Leicester. Um, we've done a couple of Nottingham ones, uh, you and I together. Yeah. Um, always a fun show. Um, but yeah, um, I, I've got a three and three, which is which is for the, the fella on the podcast, uh, on the uh, the Facebook group, what we do on this podcast. Yeah, so love the graps. Are three things that you particularly liked about the show. Yes. Um, it can be, you know, a moment in the show. It can be somebody that you've work you re- um, particularly enjoyed. Um, it could be something on your trip to the show that really had an impact on you. Honestly, it could just be anything. Um, yeah. We've done it before where it's been food that we've eaten. Um, it's very important, mate. Outside the show. Um, conversely, we also have to temper that with three NMGs, um, yep. which is not my graps. Um it's the opposite. Yeah. <laughs> it's the opposite. Um, sometimes they're death, deathly serious. Sometimes a little bit lighthearted. Sometimes it will just be that we didn't win a raffle. There's, yeah. there's I, didn't, your I didn't win again last night. No. Well, you know, maybe you're not trying hard enough. The guy who bought his tickets exactly before me won. That's always the way. Always yeah, the way. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the main prize was was two tickets to the next show, and I've already got a season ticket, so right. probably would have been redundant. And the the second prize was a scarf, and I, I don't do scarves. No. Um, so I, I don't know why I bought a ticket. Support, just supporting the people, aren't you? I'm just throwing my money away. Yeah. Throwing my money away. I think it was the dog. The excitement of the dog just <laughs> um, just made me give them a. You pound. thought you were going to win a dog? Oh, imagine that. Because at the, I at think the it would be show, irresponsible. Well, at the, the last show in December, they had a meat raffle. Right. Um, okay. And it was all it was all uh, non meat meat that they gave away and that's jokey kind of meat things. But imagine a dog raffle. Perhaps if the promoter of Disobey Wrestling is is listening to this, um, give away the dog that that's on your logo. Yeah. You know? Buy a dog that looks like the dog Buy on your dog, logo. Put a wrestling mask on it and give it away. And, yeah. Top prize in a raffle. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. You can have that. I mean, again, incredibly irresponsible, and the RSPCA would not be happy to hear this. Well, I do. A dog is for life, not just for raffle. I sponsor a dog with Dogs Trust. Do you? Um, I'm on my third one now. What? So that means you're allowed to abuse as many dogs as you like? It's evening up, mate. Evening up. I can only only abuse one. Dog offsetting. Yeah. Yeah. uh, Yeah. Offsetting my my dog foot stomp. Yeah. 
as it as it was. Um, so yeah, let's let's start with three things that I liked about dog the show paw print last night. Ah, there you go. There you go. Took a while. <laughs> Edit that in. Yeah, so it sounds like you've just done it straight off. The it cuff. did come. It did come into my brain straight away, and then I was like, should I say it or shouldn't I say it? And then I was just like, I'm gonna leave it a little. This is how I'm just explaining the joke to you now. Um, I was like, if I leave this a little bit longer, it'll seem stupider. Yeah. Now the thing is, if if you learn nothing on this podcast, if it's not me talking about race, mm. then you should just say it. Yeah. <laughs> just say yeah. it. Just. I mean, yeah. I did just say it. I just. Yeah. I gave a dramatic pause. It was a dramatic pause. Um. All right then. Dramatic pause. I don't get it. P a w s. That's not how you spell pause. All right. Okay. Um, So do you want to do some Love the Graps then? Yeah. Okay. So first Love the Graps for Art House Wrestling Volume 5 by Wrestling Resurgence at the Attenborough Art Centre in Leicester uh, last night is Spike Trevay. Yes. I want to talk a bit about about Spike Trevay. Um, I don't know if you noticed, Chris, something really bad happened in December. Yeah. Um, And that's that we were saddled with five years of a horribly right-wing Tory government. And ever since, I've been in a kind of a fugue state about it um, because it's obviously the most horrible thing. And I've had to keep continuing my work with the Labour Party, who, for those of you who don't know, they're, they're like sworn enemies of the Tories. It's like the, like um, the rebels and the Empire in Star Wars. Is that... that about right is that yeah i think that seems i think that seems right yeah yeah um Um, so uh jeremy corbyn is yoda i guess oh no i guess he'd be obi-wan kenobi wouldn't he i mean yeah i mean he looks like him doesn't he yeah um but anyway um so yeah it's kind of been horrible and at the last resurgence show in december that created a bit of an awkward situation because spike gervais came out Mm -hmm. now spike gervais gimmick um, has uh, it? I mean, it's essentially uh, he's a privileged uh, rich man, Bullingdon um, boy, Bullingdon boy, Eton College. Um, at times, uh, as with the, uh, the the very good strapline that he used to use, strong and stable style. Mm-hmm. Um, I was I was a fan of of the way that he used those words, um, but he has kind of lent into uh, the Tory thing um, and more. Um, sort of pertinent than that people have have accused him of being a tory even when he hasn't overtly lent into the, the tory thing um which he has used himself as a uh, as a, a point in promos which um i've kind of been a fan of as well but when he came out at the show in december um myself and there are there are a couple of others with me you know snowflakes we are yeah um we we just didn't want to see him um, and it wasn't he or he. It was just I'm coming here to escape from the horrible world. And you're reminding me of the world because you've mentioned the election and mentioned Boris Johnson. Yes. And it was a bit awkward. Um, and I know he himself. Well, I mean, it's, it's difficult because his social media is obviously in character. Um, so you can never tell how the man behind Spike Gervais feels about it. But perhaps he he may have thought that people were being a bit sensitive about it um now the thing is to do his gimmick well 
you don't need to be the Tory. Uh, we all know that that's what Tories are, but you can just be the privileged, rich, uh, idiot, um, and who hates poor people without being overtly Tory. Yeah. So the, there is wiggle room there. And last night when he came out, um, he wasn't overtly Tory. Um, in fact, he was doing a, a completely different angle altogether, which I'll get on to uh, in a moment. Um, and it really, um, I was really thankful of that um, because I am a snowflake, um, but this, this is my, my escapism. Um, I don't necessarily want to see heels who are child molesters. Um, and I'm sorry to anyone listening uh, who thinks that me equating Tories with child molesters is harsh, but it's not. Um, they're the same thing, um, especially at a time when we can't do anything about it um, because we've got this lot for five years and short of a revolution, there's nothing we're, we're going to do. So I really appreciated the fact that he wasn't overtly Tory in what he did. And I will talk about that further in in not my grabs um but the thing i really liked that he did last night and really worked and what i particularly want to single out is before the match started he did a a, a promo um over the the house mic although you couldn't see him um Cara Noir, it was Caranoir against spike gervais it's a feud that's been going on for quite a while they had a match a year ago uh in that building where um Cara Noir, um was beaten by Spike Gervais, but then uh, kind of put his nose in Spike Gervais' business um, and upset him. And the Caranoir came out uh, and was just about to do the crescendo of his entrance when his music was cut, and then Spike Gervais' voice came over the, the house mic. And the, the crux of Spike Gervais' point was that Caranoir had ignored him for a year, that after he'd cost Spike Gervais uh, the resurgence title, um, he'd completely ignored Spike Gervais that he wouldn't even call him out on social media, even though he was calling other people out on social media, um, and had basically treated Spike Gervais like he didn't exist anymore. And Spike Gervais did this wonderful promo that really laid all this out, um, and then sneak attacked Caranoir to, to start the match. Um, during the match, they they played on the Caranoir the, uh, ignoring Spike Gervais thing. And I suppose... You know, I'm saying Spike Gervais is is my love of the grab here. Caranoir deserves, you know, equal uh, billing here because the, they both um, made it a fantastic spectacle. And it was a really, really good story, really, really well told that played into the ending um, and made the ending make sense, even when it was a perhaps a little bit wonky ending for some people, but it was uh, internally consistent. And I just want to say that although I said that wrestling is an art house um this kind of the the way these two played it and the way these two acted their parts and the motivation in this was worthy of a feature film very good i mean those two are two of the very best at that i mean particularly spike yeah. like um that's how he stood out uh is by being completely convincing in that character um <clears throat> So I'm I'm glad to see that he's he's back and back from you know a couple of unfortunate injuries at the back end of last year, um and uh, and and I think kind of getting his legs underneath him again, um and maybe 
like resurgence i mean and you know they're not the only place um resurgence kind of need to sort of lean into a top bad guy maybe a bit yeah um because i don't feel like that's been sort of at the top of their cards for a little while yet so yeah there you go yeah i mean it was it was a standout performance and it was it was done in a way that that it seemed like a culmination of of what had been going on for the past year mm-hmm. but also left things open to carry on um which you know wrestling is a, a series of uh ongoing storylines sometimes they do end but you know it, phil mitchell's still in eastenders uh so spike Gervais is still in resurgence his his matter with with Caranoir isn't perhaps uh finished but there is room to to go on and do other stuff mm-hmm. so well done spike Trevay. well done Caranoir, who i mean we'll, we'll mention it just briefly became progress champion last week yeah um and i think out of anything progress could have done to to make people kind of excited for the year going forward that's a big thing um that's really well done by them um because I think they they've got a champion with with all due respect to the to their champions that they've had recently is somebody who has got a bit of buzz with the fans. Well, I think also it feels new, doesn't it? And I think yeah. that's what progress really need. Um, I mean, it it was forced upon them by all accounts yeah. um, with an injury to their previous champion Eddie Dennis, but. Um, but yeah, people are crying out for some fresh blood in there. I mean, you see, sorry, I mean we're talking about progress now, but um, right. you see, uh, whenever they tweet out about Super Strong Style sixteen, that all of the responses are about Gene Money at yeah. the minute. Um, so I think the progress fans themselves are kind of looking for looking for some change. And, and having Karanoa at the top of the card um, is probably the change that they need. Now, I have to say I'd be concerned that the first challenger is Mark Haskins somehow. Right. <laughs> I mean, that's, I'm not, that's not, I mean, uh, I, I haven't seen that announced or anything, but it's it can't be long, can it? It can't be right. long before Mark Haskins gets his shot. I mean, the, the thing is, like, let, we've... We'll stay on this uh, tangent for a minute before we go back to the the love the graps um, for resurgence. Um, progress need to do what WXW uh, have done. Um, WXW are in a similar position to Progress, perhaps not as as closely tied to uh, the WWE as as Progress are. With you know Progress having people working um, for for both shows, um, but WXW seem to have, have taken the decision that they're not really going to book WWE guys going forward um, because they know that then if they, they book people, they're going to be there and that they can do the storylines they want to do with them. And I think their fans are going to thank them for that. And I think that's what progress need to do. And hopefully, I mean, if Karanoir signs for WWE in, in the next couple of months, then obviously I'll have to hate him for being a cop. Um, but at the moment, uh, it's exciting, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, it's going to take a lot to get me back uh, oh, to progress regularly. Um, yeah. I'd need to see proof of concept before we've um, really um, 
before I really buy it. But uh, but yeah, like it, it's time. You know, they they're having to make some changes, change in management, um, injury changes forced upon them by injury. Um, hopefully, have well. Look at it this way. Hopefully, having somebody within the core trio of people running it who aren't who isn't directly WWE affiliated um might might give a fresh set of eyes yeah to to the yeah, product like someone to say oh do we have to have those bloody WWE guys again yeah yeah so Matt Taylor Richards if you're listening that's your job yeah yeah um go on then okay so um Love the Grats number two for The Surge. Um, you just mentioned him, Gene Money. Uh, he's the resurgence champion. Um, Gene Money he was in a tag match last night. Uh, he was tagging with Chikara against Chris Brooks and Charlie Evans. Um, essentially just a nothing tag match, really. A um, couple of things on it. The Chris Brooks uh, is leaving uh, to go to Japan for a bit. Yep. Um, everyone's talking about him like he's dying. Oh, your last chance to see Chris Brooks. And I'm sorry if he is dying. Um, That would be a horrible tragedy. But he's going to be back. He's going to be back at some point. Um, And I mean, unless the Yakuza get to him, which you can't rule out. Um, He's that kind of person. He'd get involved with the Yakuza like that, wouldn't he? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Because he thinks it's cool. Yeah, if they could sell him a T-shirt. He'd, he'd be in bed with the Yakuza. Um, but, yeah, so it was Chris Brooks's resurgence farewell uh, before he goes off to, to live in Tokyo for the rest of the year. Um, and also the title match for the next show um, is Gene Money against Charlie Evans. Um, Charlie Evans uh, had a big win at the, the back end of last year in the uh, Iron Woman match against Kanji um, and kind of really cemented her position as the number one contender um, to the title. So, so it was kind of like one of those tag matches you find on a Raw before a pay per view or a New Japan show before a big show, where it's the the contenders are on opposite sides. Yeah. Um, and there, but going into that as well, you had Chikara. Now, uh, Chikara um, had won uh, four matches in a row uh, at Resurgent, where she'd beaten men. Um, and obviously Chris Brooks is, is on the other team as well. So the, the, there were a number of storylines in there. It's Chris Brooks's farewell. It's the Gene versus Charlie Evans. It's the Gene Chris Brooks, which has, has been a thing across lots of promotions. And also, you know, can Chikara keep up her winning streak? And the match absolutely delivered. Um, it was just a joy to see. Chris Brooks made mincemeat of Gene Money's chest. Um, I did ask uh, Gene Money afterwards, and apparently it's because Chris, Chris Brooks likes the acoustics of Gene Money's chest. <laughs> um, and so that's why he likes uh, why he likes chopping him. Disgusting. Um, and I said chopping back. He went, I haven't got the hands for it. Um, but, you know, I, I did suggest that uh, on his wrestling trips that he just slips his hand inside the Corby trouser press for a, a couple of minutes each day. Um, yeah. Just try and flatten that hand out. I bit. mean, it's an idea. Yeah, it's an idea, sure. Yeah, I mean it's not a great idea. <laughs> no, no, but, um, no. So um, yeah, and the, so the stories they were telling, um, and you know, if if you follow your wrestling, um, there there were there was a clear end result here, and that's that that Charlie Evans would pin Gene Money 
um, and have that win over him going into the next show. But they didn't do that. Instead, they did the the other slightly less obvious one, but still, ah, yeah, that really makes sense. It was Chikara who got the win, pinning Chris Brooks, because Chris Brooks is off. Uh, We're not going to see him for a while. Chikara picks up another win, um, which will put her into contention uh, for the title. Um, So if G-Money retains the title in March, then it's someone he's teamed with, you know, a pal of his, um, because she came out wearing a furry coat and a sailor's hat. Yeah. um, Because that's what you've got to, um, if you're teaming with G-Money. Or she's against Charlie Evans, who... Um, it's it's natural they're the, the the two women in a men's world if you want to look at it that way. Um, so I was really really pleased with with the match. It was the first half main event, um, and it just ended the the first half in a really good way and actually made people excited for March, which is exactly what you want to do when you're running a series of shows. Yeah, yeah, I think you know that they're building to something, um, and and. It seems like they've done gone about it the right way, um, and lots of lots of good people involved there. Um, yeah, lots of very popular people. Um, so yeah, there, there's no, there's. I'm not shocked that you enjoyed that. I'm not no. shocked at all. I mean, when they announced it, I did think it was booked especially for me. Yeah, um, and, and, and it's what, nice it of them if, they, if they did that. No, no, no it's it, it's just just coincidence it, it may just be that john and sam who who do the booking for resurgence just like the same things as me yeah maybe um, which is worrying for them yeah um, they need but, to work but that reassuring out. for me but I, I do like the the fact that you've got promotions who they've committed to doing seven shows this year same as as yourself if you don't add the, the no ring ones in as well mm-hmm. and therefore you can book for seven shows I mean, there's always going to be stuff like injuries and people getting signed, which may throw a spanner in the works. But if you can do that kind of long-term storytelling, then, you know, more power to your elbow. Yeah. Yeah, I think, you know, we're, try- we're trying to do some stuff. Um, and obviously Riptide have been doing that as well. So, yeah, yeah, it, it's good. Like some of the big promotions, some of the bigger indie promotions, not bothered, are they? No, not bothered about storytelling whatsoever. Um, Although I, I will give again another little tangent here. I will give RevPro props for their the return of David Starr storyline um, that they did. I thought that was exceptionally well done um, and uh, a great bit of wrestling storytelling. It, I mean, it relied on a a lot of things that have been done similarly in the past, mm-hmm. but I thought it neatly wrapped uh, that storyline up and brought David Starr back into the promotion. Um, and I think anytime but, someone does something good like that, you need to say, well done. Except that they did it on one of their weird regional South Coast shows. Um, yeah, that but people you know, don't really... VOD. Yeah, well, yeah. Um, I'd be interested to see the numbers, but... Um... Yeah. Yeah, interesting choice. Yeah. Okay, so third, love the graps. And it might even be one that I've done previously for Resurgence. And it, and it ties into um, you know, uh, some of what we've been saying already about them. And that's the, 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 the promotion is run by the nicest people. And that's not just me saying that these people are nice people, I like them, and therefore that is a good thing. Although it always is you know it's if if i like you 
then generally it's it's a good thing for you it's a good thing for me good thing for the world um but the reason that i i like them and the reason that i think that they're such nice stand-up people is that they can't seem to do enough for their customers um and and that's what fans are you know and and there's two ways you can look at that there's you can look at a fan as a source of income uh, and look to just take the money off them um, and it, and that that's the end of your relationship with them. Um, or you can look at them as a repeat customer who, who are going to be coming back time and time again. And if your customers are happy, then your shows are happy places to be. And that's the, the kind of tack that Resurgence do. So every show you see little changes that are, that have been made from from suggestions from fans about you know things that perhaps needed a little bit of attention sometimes not even that um just little things like just off the the uh, as a completely ridiculous example as a joke not my graps um for the the last resurgence show jake chris on the uh, love the graps facebook group put that there was no millionaire shortbread uh, available in the cafe um, and I know John from Wrestling Resurgence made sure that there was some for this show. And it's, it's just a stupid example, but that is the, the kind of lengths that they go to to ensure that everybody attending their show has the best possible time. Um, they try and make it as accessible as possible. Um, there are, are some people who attend the shows that have um, physical difficulties. There are some people that attend the shows that have learning difficulties. And those people are catered for um, in exactly the same way as uh ordinary fans like like your eye with with no visible um or or obvious difficulties um and that's true equality in action but it's not just the the equality that they're going for it's the fact that they want everybody there and it is easy to do when you've only got like a hundred fans in attendance you know it's it'd be more difficult for your progress or your rev pro to do but they they go that extra that extra bit of distance just to ensure that everybody there is having the best time they can have Wonderful. I mean, yeah. a couple of times I've been there, I've always felt that. Um, and, I mean, I think loads of promotions are sort of very good at this now. Um, yeah. I think it's something that you really need to be thinking about. I mean, we've already talked about it, haven't we, um, yeah. earlier on this episode. But, um, yeah, everybody should be cognizant of, of whatever your fans may need to ensure that they have a good time. Uh-huh. And it's just little things. I mean, we, I remember way back when we first went to Seven Pro in Telford. And when we got there, they had someone on the door showing us to our seats. Um, and we were blown away by that. But it's just a little thing. It's, you know, it costs nothing. It's just it takes, you know, 10 seconds to do. Yeah. And that really made an impression on us. And I think if you can do that, and they, they they do seem well served for people who who want to help out beyond the show and believe in what they're doing, um, and hopefully aren't just there to get a free ticket. Um, but they're they're using that in in a way that just makes the shows an absolute pleasure to attend. Um, and you just know that from the 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 minute you walk through the the door to the minute you walk back out again, everything within reason because we can't have everything we want. Um, but all reasonable requests are going to be looked at 
Um, and if it can enhance the the experience for the fan, they're going to do it. Yeah. Yeah. So well done, well, well done, done, Sam. Well done, John. Well done, the rest of you that I don't know um, your names. Okay. Um, enough now. Enough All with right. this compliment so, stuff. Let's go to uh, not my grabs. So three things that I didn't like so much, or perhaps sometimes it's it's three things that I think maybe they could have done that could have made the show better for me, but that doesn't mean that what they did wasn't good already, because um, that might come up with, with a couple of things that I'm going to. But the first one I'm going to go to uh, is Spike Trevay. Um, it seems silly because I put him as my first one in uh, Love the Graps, but I mean, this really, it, it's not so much even to do with him. It's to do with the crowd's reaction to him. Um, and he's a very, uh, I'm trying to think of the way to, he, he elicits emotional reactions from people um that sometimes lead to people saying things before they've thought about what they're going to say and that is that can be the mark of a good wrestling heel um a heel is out there to make you hate them um but whether he should make you hate him so much that you forget yourself and forget that you're a family show um and someone dropped a c-bomb there are a few f-bombs um, which children don't need to hear. I mean, I don't really want to hear a C-bomb at a show. I don't want to hear another human being described as as a, a C. Um, I don't even want to say it on this podcast because I know some people really don't like that word. Um, and yet it came out. And when I, when I said earlier about um, the way that uh, I was happy and uh, over the moon that he hadn't um, overtly lent on the Tory thing, the crowd were going back to the fact that at some point he had kind of motioned to be a Tory. And so they couldn't sort of leave that alone. And I winced every time at that because I I, I don't know if it was a, a, a conscious decision on his part, but I could see him thinking, well, why, why the fuck did I bother? Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's similar to uh, what we said last week about the good show is um, that you can't police your fans. Uh, certainly not before the, it's not minority report with Tom Cruise. Um, <laughs> you, you can't scan your fans uh, and work out that, Oh yeah, she's going to drop a C bomb later. He's going to drop an F bomb. So therefore I'm going to have a word with them before they do it. Yeah. You can only really address it afterwards. Um, but it does kind of sour a show a little bit um, when the atmosphere turns. No, and I think the responsibility is on the fans to 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 manage their own bloody behaviour. Quite frankly, yeah. like I shouldn't. That there is no situation where I should have to approach a adult and tell them to behave themselves. Like you are at a wrestling show, but it's still polite society. Come on, yes, like. You wouldn't do that at the cinema, would you? You wouldn't. Like, I mean, I I know that like there is something about wrestling that I mean, obviously brings out the rowdiness because it's violent and it's intense and like and and obviously in terms of foul language, foul language. Who am I? In in terms <laughs> in terms of your swears, um, like some shows it's fine, some shows not fine, but. 
when it extends to the sort of language that got kind of reported to me after the fact with good last weekend, just never acceptable, never no. acceptable. So just check, just bloody check yourself before you wreck yeah. yourself, son. <laughs> it's also a thing as well that, you know, I, I don't want to make out that I got the match at a different level to anyone else, but the story was very obviously about Spike's narcissism in that the, his his problem with Karanoir was that Karanoir felt he was beneath him, that he wasn't worthy of his attention. Mm. And so that's when when they're telling that story in the ring, the onus on you as the crowd in your interactions with them is to to further that story. Yeah. So you 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 don't give Spike Gervais abuse for being a Tory because being a Tory is not necessarily why he's angry at Spike at uh, Noir in this moment. You you give him abuse for being a narcissist, and some people were. Do you know what I mean? Um, the, the, there were some people who the, their shouts out were um, you know when he was. Um, saying to Karanoir, you know, why are you ignoring me? Why why won't you pay me attention? Other people are like, well, he's just doing what we all want to do. You know, that yeah, kind of thing. I mean, fans are at their best when they are playing into what the story is. Yeah, um, they read are the at, story. They are at their worst when they're trying to, I don't know, when they're actively taken away for it from it or they've just ignored it um, or they are trying to get over at the expense of it. Which, yes. you know, we've seen lots over the years um, of going to shows. Um, yeah. So just have a word with yourself. Just yeah. maybe if anybody listening to this, next time you go to a wrestling show, and I'm sure you're fine. I'm sure the listener to this podcast is fine, you know. Um, but just look yourself in the mirror and go, am I going to be bad? No, I'm yeah. not going to be bad. And then yeah. go out and enjoy yourself. Yeah. Um, so let's move on. Yeah. Um, crowds crowds are, are a thing. And hopefully we can all learn to be a bit better. And and maybe some of us even need to learn to, to not let other people um, affect our enjoyment of things so much. Um, but it is difficult sometimes. Um, but yeah, second, not my graps. Um, and that's, it was the fifth match before we had a heel on the show. Mm. Um, so the, the opening match was a, uh, semifinal in the tag team tournament between the henchmen and the Lion Kings, uh, both popular teams, Lion Kings only making their, their second appearance, but really popular too like great fellas um, who you can't help but get behind. Um, then we had uh, Harry Singh uh, against Darice. Um Again, two fellas who are both kind of, you know, um, beloved there because they're both really likable. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we, we had the, the tag match where Chris Brooks did heal it up a slight bit, um, but that was just him being a cock rather than being an overt heel. And people love him for being a so you know again there wasn't that and then we had mike bird and Aaliyah james um which again that it was uh, two people making their resurgence debut i yeah, think no way, um, yeah. but the the match was worked in a way that it was a uh, smaller wrestler against bigger wrestler but the bigger wrestler at, at no point 
got angry or um, looked for shortcuts or anything. So it was it was kind of weird. And it was only the the fifth match when Sanitarium came out uh, to to face the Anti Fun Police. And then of course in the main event with Spike Trevay um, against Caranoir that you actually had um, a heel. Um, now that's not necessarily a terrible thing, but having said that we shouldn't let the, the, the crowd's enjoyment affect our enjoyment of a, of a show. If the crowd are unsure who to cheer for because they should be cheering for both, it just becomes uh, an applause fest at uh, an athletic contest, yeah. which, you know, it has its, its, uh, its own um, advantages sometimes. But when you're in the terms of wanting to create an atmosphere for a show, it's really difficult unless you're given a villain. Yeah, um, absolutely. I, I got what they were going for because the, the Harry Singh, uh, Doris thing was a really good bit of storytelling, um, you know, and it will pay off down the line and maybe one of them will become more heelish um, than, than the other. Um, but it's just, I, I probably, if I'm singling anybody out um, at this point, and, you know, this is extremely harsh because he was his usual uh, amazing self in the match. It may be Mike Bird. Mike Bird could have lent in a bit more um, and been a bit more of a heel um, and just made it a, a bit more um, obvious. That I mean, people were getting behind Aaliyah James anyway because, you know, she's the, the young up-and-coming contenders. The size difference was, was quite um, remarkable. Um, but if he'd have taken a few shortcuts, um, then it might have just made it easier in that match um, for us to have somebody to root uh, against uh, as well as somebody to root for. Um, but it's, it's, it's not something unique to Resurgence, um, but it is something that I think all promotions perhaps need to look at when they're laying out their card um have we got heels appearing at certain points yeah i i think you know it's 101 isn't it yeah um i mean we've been like we're good we've been guilty in the past of of doing a lot of face versus face matches and we still do them um but like you do need you do need that balance um just from what you're saying there, I think maybe the Mike Bird thing, uh, maybe they're booking it too cute. They're like, well, we don't want to go for the straight up bad man and woman dynamic. Um, yeah. Like, I, I get that. But yeah, sometimes let let it be clear that you're supposed to be cheering for one person rather than the other. Um. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, it's, it's a tough one, and I say like it. It. It's not saying that what they did was bad, but it's just I think I would have enjoyed the show a little bit more had I had a couple of heels to boot. Yeah. You know. Um. Let's move on to a final. Not my graphs. It's an, another similar one as well, and uh, it's it's me uh, saying how I do something um, that. I think I would make the, the the show better, but it it may not. Uh, in in fact, and that's I, I thought the show got off too slow a start. Um, in the 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 first match was uh, the henchmen against the Lion Kings, um, all very big men. Um, uh, and Sereko, the smallest, uh, about seventeen stone. 
Um, and so the opening match was, it was quite slow, quite ponderous, as is the style of, of those bigger men. I mean, there were a couple of moments where there were a couple of dives and, and stuff, but I just felt it got the slow off the show off to a bit of a sluggish start. Um, and um, the, the the thing is with a, with a place like Resurgence is you, you're going to get a, a lot of returning fans, but you're also going to get some some new fans who one are new to wrestling and and uh, others are new to Resurgence. And you, you know how I feel about um, this kind of thing that I always think that you should start off the show. Uh, at 100 miles an hour right. um, just to, to to get people's blood pumping for the rest of the show. And I just felt that this perhaps got off to too slow a start uh, and it took the show a little while to, to get into gear, um, especially as, as I said earlier, it was two, not only two uh, big men teams um, in a, a heavy hitting, slower moving match, but two baby face teams. As well. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah, I think you can. I think you can have a, uh, you know, something that's more deliberately paced if you've got clearer sort of delineation of the characters. Um, yeah. If you bring in the crowd like straight in with big characterization, that um, and I'm sure like all of those guys have got that, but it's um, it's just easier when you've got somebody to boo. It just is. Yeah. Um, interesting interesting but yeah another great show um lots of storylines built going forward um the uh harry singh derice match uh it was built on the fact that neither of them had won a match before in resurgence um so the obvious result was that they they both lost again um so it was a a double count out um so i imagine that will build to uh a no count out match i tell you what if they're losing all their matches why are you still booking them well, I mean, that's it. You know, terrible. Remember when Walter couldn't win a match in progress, and yet they kept booking him. Yeah, just kept coming back. Kept coming back yeah. until people decided that they wanted to see a massive murder baby. Um, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, like, that'll go forward. You've got the uh, Gene Money Chev's title match. You've got the the Rumble on the next show. Uh, the tag team tournament comes to a head. So it's all nice. It's going forward. There's lots of storylines going on. Sanitarium um, kicked out Shaq's. Last night, so it's just Jade and Nightshade at the moment. Just horrible women, really horrible Awful people. Women. Yeah, um, I actually felt a bit sorry for Shax, which is which is weird because she's a horrible woman as well. Mm. Um, so yeah, lots going forward for them, lots of storylines, um, and it just makes me excited. Good. Isn't that far away? It's only like five weeks away. Excellent. Yeah, I, I think it, yeah. They're, they're clearly doing. They're working towards something, building something up. Um, I mean, if you add a minor criticism about the importance of everything on this show, then I think that would be valid. Um, yeah. Especially when they're like clearly building to something for the next show. It's a bit like, well, maybe I'll skip that one and just go to the next show. But it sounds like it was a fun show regardless. So not really any need to even mention that, Chris, actually. No. <laughs> uh, don't worry, you don't just keep your opinions to yourself. Yeah. Um, so um, if you haven't checked out The Surge before... I'm not, know, I'm not I don't there. like it. I don't like it, Alan. What, The Surge? Yeah, I don't like it. Yeah. Uh, if you haven't checked out The Surge before, um, and Martin Bentley, friend of the podcast, he, he was at his first resurgent show last night. Yeah. He really enjoyed it. Um, then get yourself up to Leicester or Nottingham. Um, where they're, they're doing shows all year because um, it is a lot of fun um, and 
similar sort of fun that you're going to get a good wrestling you're going to get a breed wrestling you're going to get a riptide um i'm i'm just loving this era of brit wrestling at the moment wonderful stuff yeah yeah i mean i'm just interested in destroying all competition now so i'm not even sure right. whether i can completely get behind this um <laughs> so i don't think you should go to resurgence actually <laughs> <laughs> I, I think everybody should stop going to all other wrestling shows and just come to our shows. Mate, you're selling out now, so you don't need to. No. And you, in fact, you had super no vacancy at your last show. Yeah, it was no, but too busy. Perhaps the less said about that, the better. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yes, uh, yeah. I, um, obviously, I jest. Um, but lots of good stuff coming up. So we got no ring next week. Mm -hmm. uh, then I'm going to do floor is lava. Uh, three yep. the week after that i might go to um, london school of lucha libre on friday yeah always maybe. good always good uh then we've got um the final clash show mm -hmm. we're both gonna go to that yep um and see the the end of an era there i might go to uh your new um endeavor pro wrestling east yeah uh, at the end of february uh well we're going um, to attack aren't we oh um, yeah i forgot about that yeah, yeah. so yeah we're going to see uh chris brooks again before he dies yeah um and uh see attack first attack show for 19 months yeah a very long time and in london yeah. as well Ugh. i know i know it's uh see, yeah you have been to that venue we both went to uh freedom's road taping there didn't we yeah 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 yeah, yeah, I, yeah. so yeah. i've been to it's good good place for wrestling good place for wrestling yeah it's good it's a good room that one yeah um not accessible though no 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 yeah. and that's where we came in so thanks chris thanks alan bye <laughs> <laughs> um get on the facebook group tell us what you think of us um hopefully yeah, somebody rank, rank can the, the presenter yeah hopefully somebody could pay me a compliment for once yeah. eh <laughs> think about that maybe you that maybe you listeners should start thinking about my feelings um and until next time it's 2 25 p.m go to bed We had joy, we had fun, we had seasons in the sun Up the hills every class, for the seasons outside All our lives we had fun, we had seasons in the sun Up the world every week, for the starfish on the beach